Welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. And here's your host, Caleb McChesney. Welcome to Plaster Negotiations, everybody. Uh, thank you, Stokesy, for the intro. And as you can see, he's here today, but I am the one talking early. That is because Dr. Stokes had a little bit of a surgery from Professor X, who has uh, ordered him to stay out of the uh, the script-making chair. Uh, uh, yes, engage. But I, I assumed that he, I mean, he showed up today. So congratulations. He made it. Nice surgery on the knee, as far as I thought. But here we are. I'm here to fill in handsome backup quarterback, as usual. I'm joined by one Ryan Benner. Uh, and uh, making his long-awaited re-debut on Plaster Negotiations, just did his uh, his minor league tour at Big Zoe at El Cabra, and now he's back <laughs> up at the majors. Ryan Moore, Canadian Ryan. Hi there. As always, we start off with uh, opening statements, and you're new around here, Hosier, so you're up. What's your opening Hi. statement for the fellas? Hi. Thank you for letting me back. Let's fucking party, boys. Let's go. Tonight, Crown Royal. Last night, I brought Twisted Tea, and they told me I had to bring a Canadian drink if I'm going to be here. So <laughs> I brought I brought the Canadian drink. Let's celebrate tonight, boys. Yeah. Let's go. Amazing. Now, uh, Ben, I saw you bust out that freaking twisted tea. I thought you were about to stop some robberies or something. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Hey, that happened in Ohio here, man. I, I know, and that's kind of where you live right now the vague, yeah. unreal state of Ohio. So, it's <laughs> real as birds. But, uh, Benner, let's <laughs> okay, let's go to you from uh, Dimension Zero. Oh, dimension something. Um, hey, boys, um, it's baseball season. It's a good time of the year. Opening day has occurred, and it is the time of the year that I once again ask that baseball gods to please, God, spare Colorado of majority of them suffering. We're going to win like 30 games. That's fine. I'm here for it. I'm going to be not so Hey, you're on pace to be uh, 162 and 0. We'll go 1 and 9 for the next 10. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, outside of that, it's about to be a weird fucking weekend in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area as you got the Texas Rangers at home and T-Swizzle is in town, so the highways are fucked. Be safe, boys. Don't get on the road when there's when there's Swifty fans. <laughs> T-Swizzle. All right. It's, it's a party on the I-95. All right, Stokesy. Dude, I saw a fucking semi-truck fully horizontal this morning on the highway. Because, like, oh, yeah, they were in the wrong lane. And that's just the type of traffic we're dealing with right now. Yeah, and that truck driver should just shake it off. (laughs) Be careful of the 16-year-olds that just got their license going to the concert. (laughs) (laughs) That's a scary sight. Remember that South Park episode when old people are on the road? (laughs) 16 year olds are on the road. (laughs) Oh my God, they're all at the community center. (laughs) Oh my God, they're all at Jerry's World. Where are the kids? (laughs) Stokesy, let's go to you. You just got out of uh, Professor X's office, had your surgery on your knee, like I thought. Um, <laughs> what's been what's been going on with you lately? Uh, apparently, I had knee surgery yesterday, uh, on top of the actual surgery I had. But uh, yeah, no, everything's okay. 
uh just you know moving a little bit slowly um yeah doctor uh, prescribed some good good pain meds so i'm just drinking some high quality h2o um yeah yeah but everything's fine and for opening statements man the only thing i'm gonna say this week is this um karma's a bitch all right and um yeah you know when you tell you know your work and your co-workers hey you know like i'm gonna have this surgery guys so like maybe don't ask me to do stuff and some people push that limit a little bit you know next week's not gonna be fun for them don't find me in the stairwell you're gonna fall down and have an accident well it's Cheers. the big stokes <laughs> and uh all right so my opening statement um as i was showing off to ryan pre-show i got a bunch of these shooters nips whatever you want to call them uh to get through eventually and i thought that uh in honor of uh, my oakland athletics going one and oh beating the two best players in baseball last night that we would break this open and i understand that benner you have something uh to join me with uh, what do you got a citrus burst Rocky Mountain moonshine out of the what fucking brewery is it? Maven Pride in Castle Rock, Colorado, the Mystic Mountain Brewery. Sounds sounds pretty nice. Uh, do you have anything uh, to do uh, for Stokesy because he can't do it? Yeah, and for every shot I don't take, Benner has to take two. So that <laughs> so... that was the agreement. That will change and escalate as the show goes on. Okay, well, let me do this and then. When we move into the next segment, I'll go we'll get another. We'll figure it out. And uh, obviously, Ryan has his uh, Canadian glory um, <laughs> standing alongside. And I, Ryan, helped me pick this one. I got this Smirnoff red, white, and berry. That one. Yeah. So got a lot of them here, but we're going to open this one. Stokes, glad to have you here. Canadian Ryan, glad to have you back. Benner, yeah, I'm we've sorry. Been on, we've I'm been sorry. on the show a lot. <laughs> together lately there's nothing positive there's nothing positive he could say it's fine on my birthday you made my nana really worried about me so why did your nana listen to this show man nana is dude she's our biggest fan that's amazing fan what's up what's up nana let's party (laughs) oh god and we're partying with hosers on all kinds of things cheers fellas take them back Gulp them down. Finish it, you hoser. Fin- oh, yes. No. Canada. 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 Oh, no. my. Canada. God. All right. <laughs> Damn. So do we have anything to rebuttal or are we just getting right into it? Mystic Mountain, your fucking moonshine sucks. <laughs> well said. Banner's alcohol reviews are brought to you part by Plaza Negotiations. What <laughs> a new career path, fucker. <laughs> all right so uh let's get into our das boot topic of the week in the last couple of shows i've uh, introduced a new metric of sports that is going to change the game it has changed the game it's already going viral and by viral i mean uh just in our circles um dozens of people follow this dozens, dozens. we are big enough to be a cult <laughs> but hey, if you're not could- if you don't know what I'm referring to, it's obviously the bitch above replacement rating. Again, just a beep descriptor of what the bar is. Think of a war in baseball, but instead of wins above replacement, it's bitches. And I don't mean that in a nice way. Uh, the basics are this. If you are a bum or annoying or just a straight up piece of garbage, 
Odds are you're going to be on our bar list. The fellows have cooked up their top five leaders in bar in baseball exclusively in honor of opening day weekend. Um, I have the list from Big Zoe, who's not here today, to read to you all. But, Benner, I wanted to open with you. So your top five leaders in bar and give maybe give us a little context of how and why they made your list. Oh, and, uh, I also want to say, too, that this is not a gendered or like uh, sex related thing. It's just, man, this person's a Karen or a bitch. Yeah. yeah. OK. I mean, I guess that doesn't help those examples, but it's not gendered. It, 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 it goes without explaining what we mean by the bitch above replacement, I think. I think I think our fans are smart enough. They're not NASCAR fans. They're smart enough to understand what we're talking about. <laughs> you are a NASCAR fan, you dipshit. Yeah, but we're the yeah. smart ones. We're not exclusive. <laughs> we're not, we're not like exclu- the rest. <laughs> we're not exclusively NASCAR fans like some of these idiots are. Christ, that's, like you- a that's like a quarter of our 12 listeners. <laughs> are you guys poor and stupid? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I like turning left a lot. What about it, you fucking? Anyway, Benner. Yeah. List. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. You know, I'll give some explanations for each one, kind of like I did uh, on your birthday. Um. And I'm gonna. The way I read this is from like least kind of bitchy to most kind of bitchy. Um. First one. He's a tremendous pitcher. Probably will be a Hall of Famer. Uh. Madison Bumgarner. This dude, yeah, you can look at me like that all you want. This guy, um, again, he's a great pitcher, but if you watched him when he was on the Giants, it seemed like every other start he was getting into a fight with the umpires or, you know, throwing at someone, you know, mouthing off to a to a batter. And I some say it was competitive attitude, but I'm just like, Bumgarner's kind of a bitch, dude. You don't need to, you don't need to try to fucking fight everyone. You don't need to try to fight the ump and argue strikes and balls every single time because you don't get to call yourself because you're Madison Bumgarner. It was it was a definitely ego thing for him. Um, he he's he's the lowest on this five for me because he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, and he was still fun to watch. But you know it's a, fuck you, dude. Um, number two for me um, is a personal one. I have some beef with him. Is uh, Troy Tulowitzki? Um, I used yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck too low, bro. Um, the reason being, you know, growing up watching the Rockies, Tulo was one of my favorites until you know the time came that he was demanding a trade and all that. Um, in interviews, when they were asking why he, you know, why he wanted to be traded, his comment was, "It's like, well, I don't want to be like Todd Helton. I'd actually like to go somewhere and play for a championship." Um, and dude. Anytime that you go after the greatest Rocky in the history of that franchise and someone that's absolutely beloved by the city of Denver in the state of Colorado, you can go fuck yourself. So I find it absolutely hilarious and absolutely rightfully deserved that when you went to uh, Toronto, your career went to shit. When you went to the Yankees anywhere else, you, you couldn't stay fucking healthy and get on the field too low. Um, so enjoy your time not being in the Hall of Fame and so happy you never got one of those fuckers because you didn't deserve it. Yeah, way not to even come close to reaching Todd Helton's level. Exactly. Awesome job. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't even come close. As soon as you opened your mouth, it you, you just fucking dropped. It was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even, as a I Sox like, fan, fuck too low. Dude, fuck too low. Um, <laughs> number three, Stotzi. I'm sorry, man. Your boy Manny. Manny Machado. Um, Machado is another dude that argues every single fucking time about every little goddamn thing. I've, I've, I've seen Machado play in person three times 
all three times Machado got fucking tossed. Like, he, he's just another ego, egotistical uh, motherfucker that can't handle when he doesn't get his way, tries to fight people, tries to fight his aunts, and he's a little bitch that gets ejected and has to go pout in the dugout. It's fucking hilarious. He's a little bitch. Number Enjoy four. fourth place. Oh, well. oh what? Who said that? There's five. Oh, so we're, wait, hey, at least you're saying we're going to be better than the Diamondbacks. No, yeah. <laughs> I kind of still think you are. <laughs> I don't even think we are. Corbin oh. Carroll is not as good as everybody fucking says he is. He's fast, though. Oh, man, he's fast. I love Maybe me some him on Corbin a relay Carroll. team with fucking Usain Bolt, then. Jesus Christ. I, I love me some Corbin Carroll. I do. Uh, Corbin Carroll. Um, Number four, um, I know he gets a lot of praise for his summer that saved baseball, <laughs> but it is Mark McGuire. Um, and the reason for why I find, find him a bitch and why he's high on this list, it's not because he did steroids. It's it's not all that. We've had those conversations multiple times. What he's, it, it comes down to one statement when he was um, a hitter's coach for the San Diego Padres. Um, they, they were talking to him. Um, you know, about the record and all that. And he made the comment. I was like, oh, I could have broken the record without steroids. So why didn't you fucking do it, Mark? You fucking asshole. It's just, just at that point, I was like, you're, you're, mar- you're mocking the record. You're mocking the history of baseball because you did, you cheated. And they're like, oh, I didn't have to cheat. Well, you fucking did, you piece of shit. So fuck you, you're a bitch. Number five is a collection of the biggest bastards, assholes, bitches, motherfuckers on this earth and in sport and in baseball. And that is the Baseball Writers Association of America. Because these motherfuckers don't know how to vote for the Hall of Fame on so many levels. You get 10 votes, you should probably use all 10 fucking votes. Don't leave a ballot blank. Don't blame someone. Don't hate someone and say they're not a good player because of where they chose to play in a ballpark. Don't take something personal because a certain someone broke Babe Ruth's home run record and you take that to the fucking grave, not allowing him into the Hall of Fame. You know, fuck the Baseball Writers Association of America. They're a bunch of little bitches and children that just think they can do whatever they want and they have a say. No, you guys are not. You guys don't matter. You probably never played the fucking game. You're probably five foot nine sitting in your mother's goddamn basement writing some fucking blog about why this player is not a good baseball player. Fuck you. He wouldn't have made my middle school team. <laughs> it got JV in sixth grade. My daddy said I was good until he left for milk. <laughs> my daddy was also the head coach. That was solid that list. Game. Very, very, very solid list. Thank you, sir. Stokesy. I know you have a lot of hate in your heart. Let's uh, Let's show the world what you got. It's going to take miles and miles of hate replacements. All right. So uh, I'm going in uh, a little bit of a similar direction to um, Benner and them. What is the Benner and them? I I, want to know what this is the Benner and them. It's another song reference, my guy. Okay, there it is. That's his thing now. All right. (laughs) Um, So really, there's only going to be one player on my list but all of these other entities have fucked over baseball to a really really bad extent um so we're gonna start with uh my least favorite fan base um and yes i am a padres fan it's the chicago cubs fan base 
in general, you people are the most uneducated, most self-loathing, unlovable fucking losers on the planet who go out of their way to ruin people's experiences at any venue you can think of. I'm going to give you guys two examples. Number one happened out in spring training back in 2017, I think. Um, I was out at the, again, the Cleveland Guardian spring training facility in Goodyear, Arizona, and hanging out. Some Cubs fans come up and I'm like, hey, I got a question for you. How come you guys wear pictures of a goat and think that's a great idea? Wasn't that the crux of your curse? To which then they started complaining about everything. And holy fuck, it was awful. And the second time was a little more recently, two years ago, was at a Red Sox Yankees game in Fenway, had great seats for it. It's about the third inning, and you could literally smell this dude coming in in a Red Sox Yankees weekend game. He walks up big fucking dude and i'm a big fucking dude but this is a fucking big dude can't confirm stokes he is a big fucking dude i'm a big fucking dude this is a big motherfucker and he comes <laughs> in and he is smelling like relish and depression so it's like yeah i bet that's a cubs fan 20 seconds later oh you know like or i i can't talk like chicago cubs fans i think thank that almost sound, that almost sounded canadian i yeah and <laughs> that's I don't basically wanna, the same thing and i i don't oh, want to come on I don't want to insult the hoser, so I, I'll try not to do the, the accent too much. But this fucker comes up, sits down, and complains about literally every aspect of Fenway Park. Oh, well, in Chicago, they had hot dogs that were in injectable IVs and all of this stupid fucking bullshit. All right. Like, it got to the point where I looked at Lindsay. It's like, uh, my fiance is like, I, I got to go get a beer or 15 so i go i get like three beers i pound one before i even go back out there i go back out there the guy shut up and then and then he leaves i'm like why do you shut up and she's like i shut him out how i owned him at sports and she talks about uh like pitching and how um like he was complaining like if we were at wrigley and it was the cubs the cubs pitcher would have made this catch it was like you know, uh, hit right back at the pitcher, right, like right towards his head. And so he hits the dirt, right? Like you're supposed to when they're paying you over a million bucks for usually common sense. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy's bitching about it. And she turns around and kind of schools him on economics. She also hates sports too. So that was a fun time. Cubs fans go to hell. You are unlovable losers. Nobody likes you. Bill Murray, a broken clock is right twice a day. I think you're not a broken clock. You can be off a little bit. I'm sorry you ended up as a Cubs fan, but Cubs fans, you guys fucking suck. And I also want to bring up one other thing with the Cubs too. Steve Bartman. All right. How do you take the biggest villain in your franchise's history and say, oh, here's <laughs> here's a championship ring? The fuck is that? Get the fuck out of here. That dude cost you guys a pennant and you're going to give him a championship ring. Oh, we're sorry. We're lovable. No, you're fucking not. You're just annoying and smell like shit, just like your whole city. Next one's up. Agreeing with the banner on this one. The Baseball Writers Association of America can 
go to hell. Let's give you a couple of different reasons. 1920s, let's go way back in time. (sighs) Yankees train coming back to New York one night. This is when all of the mythical, magical Yankees are on the team, and it's the good old days, sport. I should also mention, too, that I did not include Babe Ruth on this list, but he's going to be used in this example. Um, and the reason that I didn't include Babe Ruth... I think Ruth, you've told this story on the on the pod before. I, well, I'm telling it again. Great. The reason it's a great I, story. And the reason I don't include Babe Ruth on this list is I, I don't think he was smart enough to know how much of a bitch he was being. And a lot of the reason and aura surrounding Babe Ruth comes from baseball writers. All right. And here's a prime example as to why other than, and on top of everything else that Brian, that the Benner said one night, a couple of baseball journalists sitting around in one of the carts, drink carts, having a couple of probably not crown Royal whiskeys, but something similar. They're just sitting around panning some somethings. All of a sudden Babe Ruth runs through the car, stark naked, nothing on. He's hauling ass. About 10 seconds later, young woman, not his wife, also very naked, but wielding a fucking knife, runs through the car, chasing after him. The other one of the writers looks at the other one and says, well, thank God we did not see that or else we might have to write about it. Baseball writers of America, you have ruined the sport. You have completely bastardized and tarnished so many legacies throughout every rendition of baseball. Go fuck yourselves. Enjoy your mom's basement. Can I make a note on the uh, Writers Association? Please. Um, I do want to give them a little credit on this one very specific thing. You better be careful of your words right now. They made sure Derek Jeter wasn't a unanimous Hall of Famer. I would argue he <laughs> probably deserved it. I'm nah, good on that. Fuck, no. fuck Jeter. Fuck Jeter. <laughs> he's out of line, but he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stokes, you go to your number three? Yep, this is number yeah. three. And, and this is going from least to most. <laughs> uh, so number three for any of you baseball fans in uh, the late 90s, uh, Marge Schott, Marge Schott, president and CEO of the Cincinnati Reds. Fuck from- her. Yeah, the hoser knows. Uh, I'm a I'm a part time Reds fan. They're my second favorite team. So fuck her. Fuck that oh, bitch. Oh <laughs> yeah. All right. So for those of you who don't know, she was president and CEO of the Reds from '84 to 1999 when she was forced into retirement, quote unquote. Uh, so some of the events that led up to that and the forced selling of the Reds in the '90s. Uh, well, namely, she made statements that she supports the ideologies of the Nazi party and in particular Hitler saying oh. that, oh, he was good at first, but just went too far. Oh. Fuck you, bitch. Anyways, it gets worse. She uh, once referred to baseball players, her players, Eric Davis and Dave Parker as, quote, million dollar 
I'm not saying the word. I'm not alluding to the word. Whatever you think the word is, it's probably true. Oh, no. Extremely racist. Yep. She also had an unwritten policy of not hiring African-Americans or minorities in general for uh, any administrative or game day roles. She referred to folks of Japanese descent as the shortened version of the word Japanese. Uh, Shot also allowed allowed her dogs to have free range roaming of the Reds ballpark in which they would frequently just shit on the field, like right before games and such. And she referred to players who wore earrings as fruits. Not fucking cool. Also, um, and this is along the same lines as a, uh, like, I don't know if he's part of the Baseball Writers Association of America or not. Um, but anyways, you guys will get the illusion. Opening day 96, home plate umpire John McSherry very early on collapses during a game to which shot was like, I feel cheated. Nobody feels worse than me that our opening day had to deal with this uh medical episode the guy died but it was about her this nazi hitler loving prick piece of shit marge shot i know you're not supposed to talk ill of the dead i know i say that a lot on this show but god damn it i hate me some nazis so marge shot welcome to number three on the bars list a proud hating nazi <laughs> podcast plaster negotiations nazis. hey i'll <laughs> take it a step further stokesy since you won't say Please. i would piss on her grave Fuck that bitch. There we she's go. Like, <laughs> she is Don, she's the Donald Sterling of baseball. Yeah. I, I'd argue wretched, maybe worse than Donald Sterling. <laughs> yeah, probably a little worse, but just two wretched, terrible human beings that why the fuck are you rich? And why the fuck are you such shitty human beings that get to own these fucking teams? Fuck you. Hope you enjoy hell, Marge. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure Marge is loving it down there. Anyways, uh, number two on my list, um, maybe it's not, well, it is a lot the man, but it's also a lot the position that follows the man is baseball's first commissioner, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, former judge, incredibly racist. In fact, at one point when he was still a judge, he got for, uh, former heavyweight world champion Jack Johnson um, again, heavyweight world champion of boxing banned from boxing for life for bringing a white woman across state lines, which at the time was per se illegal, but he was the only judge who would hear it. He also went out of his way multiple times from allowing African-Americans to participate in the game of baseball. The biggest one in particular, the pit, uh, the original Pittsburgh Pirates franchise circa the end of the 1920s wanted to go out and bring on players from the Pittsburgh Crawdads. In particular, Josh Gibson, arguably the greatest catcher of all time, referred to as the Black Babe Ruth, except competent, didn't drink himself stupid, and didn't chug um, hot dogs every other second of every day. Kennesaw Mountain Landis, too, obviously ruled with an iron fist for such a long time. And it's kind of not a coincidence that Jackie Robinson was able to break the uh, color barrier in baseball after 
Landis retired, even though the seeds of that were built within World War II, but that's a different story. Mount, uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, fuck you, you racist piece of shit. Go to hell. Keep it score. Haven't set a player yet. Player goes number one in my book, my all-time most hated player ever, Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb. <laughs> Good choice. Ty Cobb. So one of the weird things about Ty Cobb is Major League Baseball is hell-bent on defending him from not... So there's all these stories that go around like, oh, yeah, Ty Cobb killed a guy. And Major League Baseball's defense to that in general is there's no record of him killing a guy in Detroit. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. The only problem with that is he stabbed... A minority bellboy in Cleveland, Ohio. For those of you who are geographically not sound, Cleveland, Ohio is not Detroit. Ty Cobb also. Brian, can you confirm that as a Ohio yes, native please. that Cleveland is I, not? I can. I can confirm. Your, your sources. Your sources get on that. My sources are one hundred percent correct. That, that's good. My source was the U.S. map and uh, logic. <laughs> so I'm glad that to have another one on the list. So thank you for that. Um, he was a racist prick throughout. Um, let's see. What else did he do on my list? Oh, have any of you guys heard the story of Claude Luker? The Benner has. I have not. During one game, Ty Cobb was getting heckled by a fan. And so very reminiscent of the malice in the palace. At one point, he goes up into the stands and beats the ever-loving shit out of this guy named Claude. What's the problem with Claude? Claude didn't have functioning hands. And on one hand, he only had three fingers. Cobb, during this event, when people were trying to pull him off or tell him to stop, was heard very audibly yelling, quote, I don't care if he has no feet. And continue to pummel the shit out of him. So, for all of that, Ty Cobb, again, don't speak ill of the dead, but fuck you, you racist prick. And yeah, so that's my list. Ableist bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, while while we're at it, a uh, very solid and uh, passionate list from one Doctor Stokes, um, Canadian Ryan. Let's go to you. <laughs> Stokes, I love that you went all history for yours because <laughs> I love learning this shit. I see why you're a professor. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, oh my god! But... It's it's fun but terrifying when you look back in history. You get the you get the angry, very violent anger from Bennard, and you get a history lesson from Stokes. You get both best of both worlds right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. I'm going to bring the anger to this one, too. <laughs> my bar list is all players, and it's all modern-day players that are in the league today, except for one. <laughs> so, I'll start. I'll go from five to one. So, at least the most? Yeah, at least the most. All right. At number five, I have a player on my own favorite team. And I guess he's not on the team right now. He's in the minor leagues. I don't give a fuck. This guy is a waste of fucking space. Jaron Duran. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. This guy is a fucking clown. Jesus Christ. 
you know did you do your own research on that take ryan yeah (laughs) just like he does his own research on fly balls and other things yeah this fucking clown is the worst defensive outfielder i've ever seen in my life i'm convinced you know i remember being forced to play high like you know, baseball and gym class in high school and shit. We got in the field. I go out in the outfield and just fucking mind my own business, do whatever the fuck out there. I would probably be a better defensive outfielder than that piece of shit, Jaron Duran. And you know what? Another thing, this dude had his most humiliating play as a Red Sox in that game where Toronto fucking pummeled the absolute shit out of us. Where he just stares at the fucking sky like a jackass. Rymel Tapia just fucking floats one up in the air gets an inside-the-park home run, and you're sitting there scratching your dick, just fucking not moving. God. Fucking get this guy off my team. You that was suck the last, ass. That was the last baseball game I watched until yesterday. Oh, my God. That game I wanted the Blue Jays. the Red Sox again. I wanted the Blue Jays to break that record. When it was, like, 20 to, like, whatever, I'm like, just let them do it. <laughs> I, you know what? It's worse for me because I grew up in Canada. I'm Canadian Ryan, after all. All my fucking friends. Where did you grow are up? Blue in Jays fans. Ontario, an hour away from Toronto. All my friends are Blue Jays fans. You know what to fucking hear and fucking, you know, take the fucking bullet for Jaron Duran's bullshit. This guy. Fuck Jaron Duran. I hope he never makes it back to the MLB again. He doesn't Get even deserve he doesn't even deserve deserve the Woo Sox. Send him down to the Sea Dogs. Send him down the rookie ball. The Greenville yeah, Drive could no, really use no, him. No, 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 no. Don't put, do not put that evil on Greenville. <laughs> no, Greenville and rookie ball, like straight rookie ball down in Florida. Put he, Greenville is sacred and special to, to the pod. You don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get this fucking clown off my team. Fuck him. Agree. Number four. I don't know how this is gonna get any better. He just. <laughs> went off on Jared Duran. <laughs> Number four, Alec Manoa. This <laughs> fucking tub of lard. I'm sorry. This fucking guy, man. Like, you know, it's not going to be as passionate as the Jared Duran one because, quite frankly, fuck the Blue Jays. And, you know, I don't. But this asshole always brings it against the Red Sox and he goes and fucking lips off to the dugout every time. Like, bro. You're one donut away from fucking cardiac arrest. Shut your ass up. Jesus Christ. Like, dude, every single fucking time you shove it and then you fucking go to the dugout. How do you like this now? I'm the fucking ace of the Blue Jays. Yeah, and all fucking, all the Canucks, you know, I'm Canadian, I can say it. We're fucking probably going to, you know, celebrate you. But in the reality is no one gives a fuck about you. No one gives a fuck about the Blue Jays. Fuck that team. I'm Fuck that fucking slob ace of theirs. Speaking I guess of slobs, now's a really bad time to mention that I'm working within the Blue Jays farm system this summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we pick our poisons. And now coming up for his rehab start, back to the Lord. So it's so see him do a finger prick right before he goes out. Like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Speaking of fat tubs of lard, and listen, I'm a big boy myself as well. But you know what? I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to fucking do this shit. So you know what? I could be a little bit thick. This fucking asshole got paid. I, you know, I can't remember the contract off the top of my head, but 
you know, he could probably buy his own island with the contract he got from the Boston Red Sox. The one, the only, the fat fuck panda, Pablo Sandoval. Yes. This motherfucker. Dude, I don't I, know. I do not know why Pablo keeps getting fucking contracts. I, I, don't, I don't think he's in the league. I think he's in like some fucking independent league or whatever now. I don't know why the independent league gave him the contract. Honestly, this guy is legitimately a waste of space. This asshole fucking stole millions from the Red Sox, fucking showed up out of shape. You know, he was always a big guy. Nothing wrong with being big. You know, I'm sorry. I'll, you know, I just called Alec Manoa a fat tub of lard. But you know what? He shit talks my team and fucking owns them. Fuck that guy. Um, but this asshole comes to my team fucking like 40, 50 pounds overweight. There's fucking photos of him. His belt buckles pop in while he's trying to throw his, you know, or swing. He's got like photos of him throwing his shirts coming off and there's a big old beer belly and there's freaking, you know, there's allegations. This dude was drinking Cokes in the dugout, not trying. There was freaking shit like, um, you know, he's liking Insta, you know, Instagram models pictures while he's in the freaking dugout or in the shit or whatever during a game. And he's married. And he's married. (laughs) (laughs) And he did nothing on the baseball field. But meanwhile, like, you know, before that in San Francisco, he was like a really good player. And he oh, the, the, Boston, the first time or the second time? The this... first the first tenure in San Francisco when he won the rings. He was really good. And then he comes to Boston and fucks them over. Fuck that guy forever. That he didn't. Uh, according to the Google webs, he is currently in the Mexican League with uh, es- Esereros de Monclova. In 28 games, he batted uh, 240 with three home runs, 18 RBIs. Waived by the team May 26, 2022. Now he is allegedly, actually, with Olmecas de Tabasco. Huh. I'm sorry for all the fans of that team. Jesus Christ. He was born in 86. Like, call it a career. Oh my God, I just saw a picture of him when he was with the Braves in 2021. That dude is three of all of us combined. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh Lord, he here. He should have played like defensive line in football or something. He's just nose tackled, <laughs> just fucking trying to eat the center. That Good piece man. of shit, offensive line, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> that guy makes Vince Wilfork look tiny. <laughs> Gotta compete. <laughs> Gotta compete. <laughs> he he ate Vince Wilfork, man. Holy shit! <laughs> Come on, Ryan. You're at. You're only at four. Uh, well, I got right? I got two left. There and these two, two I have all the vitriol in my heart for these two clowns. <laughs> Number two, and you know he's not on my least favorite team in the league anymore. So I put him at two for this reason. Our oldest Chapman. This fucking guy yeah, got how many millions after firing a gun at his wife? Like, are you fucking kidding me? If any of us did that, we'd be thrown in jail. This asshole gets fucking, what, like 100 million from the Yankees? They go throw a, oh, oh, he throws 104 miles per hour. Oh, my God. 
who gives a fuck? He is a fucking domestic abusing piece of shit that should be in prison right now, not fucking playing baseball. He was, he, also, he was just trying to get the bullet to represent his fastball. <laughs> Holy shit. He's making $3.75 million with Kansas City. His his wife probably said, shoot it, you're going to miss the zone anyway. <laughs> the old, it's the old Tavares Jackson. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that one, but rest in Fuck. peace to Tavares Jackson. Right, by the Tavares way, Jackson. But if if you guys don't know that story, you know, Fuck. bringing all like, kinds oh. of innocent bystanders into this. <laughs> Just do your own research on that one, man. <laughs> he pointed a gun. tab. <laughs> that story's a little fucked up. I don't know if I should tell it or not. But no, no, we're not going to dive into Keep that. Rolling. We don't need all to right. go into that today. All right. <laughs> But, yeah, that's honestly all I got in the guy is, you know, if you're a domestic abuser, you're a fucking bitch. And, you know, if you're an organization, obviously, honorable mention goes to the New York Yankees organization for just being the New York fucking Yankees. Yankees, they're just assholes. Fuck them. The Celtics of baseball. Annoying fan base. Outdated rings. Okay, calm down. Calm down. I had had to figure out how to roast the Celtics in here somewhere. And I'm glad I got it. Yeah, calm down. You're just in my other favorite. You're just in one of my favorite teams. Come on. That's why I did it. <laughs> all right. But yeah, that, that's all I got on our oldest Chapman. Just fuck domestic abusers. Um, but number one, this fucking loser. And this guy, he is on the Yankees currently. He's also a pitcher. He's also getting a lot of money from them. It's Derek Cole. Um, oh, for Pete's sakes. <laughs> yeah. This, this fucking guy. I've never seen an ace pitcher that's more of a fucking bitch. I know you guys are talking about Madison Bumgarner. That guy's a fucking Karen. Garrett Cole is a bitch mentally. Everything about him is just... Uh, I can't... Che- yeah, gets caught cheating. Uh, it's just... It's so hard to grip the ball. I mean, for Pete's sake. Like, dude, you fucking sound like a little 14-year-old or not even 14-year-old, like a 9-year-old kid that just got, like, caught cheating in his class. His teacher's just grilling him for it. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's oh just so God. hard to study for Pete's sake. I, I mean, it's not like you can't palm a baseball. Like, what the hell? It's not that big. <laughs> No, it's so hard to grip it, Stokes. You don't understand. <laughs> like, are you fucking joking me? You are the ace pitcher of one of the world's biggest brands. Like, the Yankees are one of the world's biggest biggest brands. And you're out here fucking crying. <laughs> you can't grip a baseball. <laughs> oh, remember the, remember the 17... 17- Remember the 17-second delay opening day last year? Oh, my God, yes. And he's like, well, you know, it's it's really hard to adjust when you're when you have to delay everything by 17 seconds. It really throws off your mental game, you know? <laughs> like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. You know, I'm so glad the I'm so glad the Yankees paid him because every single year this guy fucking turns into a lemon in the postseason. Like, I remember it was I think it's 2021, the wild card game. He comes to Boston. Fenway's buzzing. 
and this fucking loser shits his diaper <laughs> all over the place. And I'm like, fuck, thank fuck this guy. The most unlikable guy in the league, in my opinion, is a rival of ours. And I'm so thankful this guy fucking is a little bitch in the postseason. Because he, he is just going to give us free wins anytime we play them. Man, I didn't but, know that the Yankees were now only the fourth most valuable franchise in professional sports. Are they really? Added, What's yeah. the top three? Dallas, uh, Dallas, the your New England Patriots, the Los Angeles Rams, somehow. Rocky huh. money, then, bro. Uh, yeah. And then uh the Yankees followed followed by um Wow, I don't know why they have them at number four as well, but also the New York Giants, New York Knicks, Bears, Golden <laughs> State Warriors, Commanders, Lakers. Ooh, that's a fall from grace for the Lakers. Anyway, <laughs> so but let's uh let's get to my finalist, Ryan. Brought a lot of heat. Brought a lot of heat, unlike Garrett Cole in the postseason. <laughs> so my number five. Uh, this story is from uh, September of uh, 2019, and uh, some of you may remember it. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Felipe Vazquez accused of soliciting a child for unlawful sexual conduct. He was charged with child porn and uh, distributing pornography to a minor, um, across other things. I, I have no tolerance for you. I have no tolerance for this. I'm uh, I'm really glad that I, I don't think he's in baseball anymore, but I figured I'd just... Uh, bring up this story on um just you know an absolute vile being in the sport of baseball is he in jail number... i hope, hope so i didn't I, I didn't follow up but um number four uh heim bloom and john henry for all <laughs> personal reasons you traded mookie bets for pennies you got back alex verdugo who's mid franchi cordero who's gone that's it you are you are miserable front office men for the boston red sox uh, John Henry, I mean, you get away with it because every now and again you kind of give a shit. But Heim Bloom, uh, I know your first your first deed trading Mookie Betts was a no win, but you haven't done shit since, dude. You've just only let great players from our organization walk for nothing. Um, uh, uh, Stokesy, I'm I really I'm really hoping that you're uh, enjoying uh, Xander Bogarts out in uh, San Diego right now. Well, he could have showed up a lot better last night, but. Uh... You know, hopefully tonight. I mean, there's 161 more games, so uh, you'll you'll learn to love him um, if you don't already. But I'll learn to love him. Excuse me, sir. I knew of this guy before he was in the major leagues. Come on, come on, uh, man. Number three. I'm surprised none of you mentioned him. Alex Rodriguez, Aroid. It's an easy. It's an easy answer. It's, it's low hanging fruit, but somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say just how fucking dog water of a person this dude is. Just milk toast, spineless. I, I don't get it. I, you you don't you don't do anything for me. You don't do anything for anybody besides take roids, make some shitty comments about your teammates, and fail to show up when it matters. And step um, on ankles. That to be fair, that to be fair. The shitty comment made was about Derek Jeter. If I speaking of, that. speaking of number two on my bar list, Derek Jeter. Really? 
so overrated, one of the worst defensive shortstops in baseball, but yet everybody looks at him as Mr. October, but he didn't win shit in the final years of his career. The Yankees were mid. Derek Jeter, you are literally the most overrated player in baseball history. And it's I even not even bring close. up the Marlins. I mean, that that would be where I would put him. Okay, the that's Marlins too. too. The Marlins, I had it in the back of my mind, but laughing at Ryan, it just kind of mm. fell out of my brain. But Wait. trading Giancarlo Stanton to the fucking Yankees for nothing. Wait, so hold, nothing. On, hold, hold on, hold so on. So, uh, so I agree, Jeter is massively fucking overrated, and, like, he was not, he was above average. But is him, does that make him a bitch just because he's overrated? Yes. But it's not his fault. If he's a Yankee, yeah. He's a Yankee, that adds to it. Okay. Um, he's extremely unlikable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And again, my beloved Miami Marlins, as much as my uh, hat indicates it, like this team is just adopted for show purposes. Um, my Miami Marlins, my my heart and soul, because the Red Sox broke it. Um, Derek Jeter ruined them, and now they're mid. And uh, number one on my bar list, you guys know it. He is the reason that this is created. Bryce Harper. One of the most unlikable people in baseball. The most punchable face. The most He is the Baker Mayfield of baseball. Just, okay. there is nothing likable about Bryce Harper if you're not just some, you know, tough guy, white kid who just loves egomaniacs and enthusiasm that really, you know, isn't deserved. Uh, I'll think... a question. Yeah. Did, did Tristan possess you for this one? No, I've <laughs> always hated Bryce Harper, but Tristan would be really good to have on this show about Bryce Harper, who <laughs> literally, so, so our friend Tristan back in 2020, when we had this podcast called the Shoot and Shit Podcast for the other place I was at for years, um, we had a podcast and it was when, I think it was one of maybe our baseball preview show. And uh, he was just going on this fucking tangent about Bryce Harper and how much he fucking hates him. And he goes and says, I would rather have Buster Posey today in a clutch hit situation than Bryce fucking Harper. And brought and uh, what's his name? Buster Posey was retired for like a year or two at that point. He was like in his 40s. <laughs> so there is a person on this earth who hates Bryce Harper more than me. But this is the uh, the bar list. And I have Zos if anybody's interested in that. Oh, yeah. Let's I can get him. Number five is Joey Votto. Just a pick. <laughs> Number what? four. <laughs> no, no, I, I Zoe. I was just on the pod with you last night. I got a lot of love and respect for you. What the fuck? Oh, I I ripped into him for this one before Canadian Ryan. So, how do you hate Joey Votto? He's one of the most likable human beings in the league. What? Absolutely, absolutely. Number four. It... Go ahead, Stokes. Uh, you got to remember, Zoe used to be a Doyers fan, so I've converted him to the light. So it's going to take him some time. Just you know, some of the picks may may not be so good. He, he's <laughs> learning the good side of the force. Number four, Albert Bell needed anger management. In parentheses, not sure he ever got it. Okay, he got he's got that one. <laughs> he's got a three way tie for one. Uh, Kevin Mitchell, crazy dude. Story that he killed a cat in front of some teammates just for fun. <laughs> Ty Cobb, racist prick. And Can confirm. The last one. Uh, I'm surprised that I even forgot about him. Trevor Bauer, 
alleged sexual yeah. assault, then follows it up with an I don't give a shit attitude. Why the type of first? Kind of hard to say what's worth between killing a cat, being a racist asshole, or an alleged sexual assault with a who don't gives a shit attitude later. <laughs> nope. I think we all had pretty great bar lists. I think Ryan kind of takes the cake for mine just because I wasn't expecting that. Um, but <laughs> I think um, I think Ryan uh, needs a refill. But coming up, the gang runs through our Giuseppe Strambole redo of the week where we go out to Newport News, Virginia, where we break out of jail for IHOP. You're listening to Plash Negotiations. Stay tuned. The gang needs a refill. But when we come back, we'll get into our Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week. You're listening to Plaster Negotiations. Follow us on the social medias at PlasterPod. And we'll be right back. And it's time for... And... <laughs> we'll work on it. Okay. His first time, we'll get on it. In honor of the phenomenal rebranding of a famous magic story out of the UK turned Italian-American, bang-noodle-wielding, and probably from New Jersey, wizard. Our next segment is the Giuseppe Strombole Redo of the Week. Uh, The premise is simple. I give a scenario to the panel that happened in recent memory. The panel determines how they would change the execution of the plan. Obviously, just saying, don't do the scenario is an immediate loss. This is so um, weird being on this side of it. We travel to the shit show state of Virginia. Sorry, LCO. Where meth and incest reign supreme. But in this story, we talk about two escaped convicts. They ditched their holding cell in Newport News Jail in Virginia and took off for the hills, but stopped for a quick breakfast and maybe the worst breakfast spot they could pick, IHOP. As soon as they sat down to eat, Patrick noticed the two gentlemen and called the authorities to have them arrested. Canadian Ryan, it's your time, buddy. Welcome to Giuseppe Stromboli. You're one of the you're one of these two convicts. Uh, how do you keep your escape going strong, but also picking up some breakfast as a pit stop without getting caught? Man, well, one, you probably gotta carjack someone because let's be real here, you can't just you can't go anywhere in person. And I assume these guys are on foot, right? Because you're just breaking out of jail. You know, yeah. and that's why you're sitting in a restaurant. You got to carjack someone and then go get a drive through breakfast. Fuck it. You're already criminals, man. Just fucking full send it. Because you're, you broke out of prison. You're already fucked. And you're going to sacrifice that all and be idiots because you can't handle your tummies rumbling a little bit. For some IHOP, instead of being smart, making a deep escape, carjacking someone. And then go and get some McDonald's and like, I don't know, like 40, 50, whatever miles away. Like, you guys are dumb as fuck. <laughs> That's my redo. It's IHOP. IHOP fucking sucks. Shitty pancakes. You know, I'm not, I'm not pro IHOP. Shitty pancakes, shitty food. I can't believe they have like an actual dinner menu there. Cause Jesus Christ, if you're going to find it, like, yeah, remember that fad. In uh 2018 or whatever that was, you get a burger from IHOP. By the way, you should probably be put in prison. Um, yeah, go get some McDonald's. Do something. Not fucking superior IHOP. breakfast for sure. Um, I understand that uh Stokes and Benner have a special team up for uh for this one, so I will go ahead and go second to save the big one for last. Um, 
So, Ryan, I like your idea. Going through the drive-thru, um, carjacking somebody. I, I too, uh, embrace the idea of uh, taking somebody's car. It's necessary. You're going to need it. Um, so, we're going to go far, far away before we stop. Um, if you want breakfast, we'll wait until the day after, and we'll go to uh, a Waffle House uh, going south. Because you know those places are the bomb in comparison to IHOP. So if we're going to get arrested, we're going to go someplace nice. We're going to go to Waffle House. And uh, we're going to do it by taking somebody's car, as you said. And if we get arrested at that point, screw it. You're at Waffle House. It's good times over there. Um, Benner's gone. Um, I mean, that's fine because I got the first part of our plan. And he's back. No okay. So. I, I thought you were going to take longer than that. My bad. <laughs> I never take long in these. I hate being creative. Uh, oh. But Stokes and Benner, I yeah. want to hear what you guys have to have come up with for this uh, disaster. Yeah. So as uh, McCorkle or Coral said earlier, you know, like there's two people in this scenario. So why not do a team up? So I was like, hey, Benner, let's team up. And he's like, I already have an idea and let's hear it. It wasn't good. And I was like, OK, let's team up. It was good. Well, you, you admitted it was bad. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have to say it was too. That hurts, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Stokes still. Is, I'm fired Stokes up. Has never man. been great at uh, giving you affirmation. You have you know? no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, and and very undeserved in a lot of points. To be fair, too. No, the uh, only times he would give me affirmation is so I would sh- stop bitching about Photoshop. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great. All right. So anyways, like, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, a couple of things. First one, uh, I apologize to any of our listeners from the state of Virginia. I love that state. It is awesome. Number two, IHOP has a very soft spot in my heart for a number of different reasons that we won't get into now. So, so Ryan, you're not allowed back on the show. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm banned from the show. Enjoy. Enjoy. Enjoy your full-time hey. cast part as uh, at Big Zoe and El Cabra. <laughs> hey, Stokes. It, it is decided. <laughs> Stokes, to be fair, I don't even have the, like, you know, the harshest opinion of IHOP in my family. My dad calls it the International House of Piss. So. <laughs> I'm not saying they're great food either. I just have a soft spot in my heart for it. Shout out to Bill Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my dad. We'll hopefully be listening. <laughs> nice, nice. So, anyways, now that we got that uh, going down, uh, so Benner and I were in jail. Our stomachs got the rumblies for IHOP. So, uh, spoiler alert: that's going to eventually be the destination. But what we're gonna do? We're gonna plan this shit out. All right, because hey, a jailbreak is one thing, but the escape is a whole different thing. All right, we saw Shawshank. All right, we're going to crawl through a river of shit and come out clean the other side of this bitch. So what we need first, we need two actors and a surgeon. And how are we going to do that? We're going to blackmail a surgeon online. Mostly for child sex trafficking. So that they have to do what we tell them to do. So once we get them in the right spot, then my cohort in crime, the Benner, is going to go ahead and do a little bit of a fake casting call for a movie occurring at a Waffle House 
around the Newport News area. All right. And we're going to invite some big time actors to this. All right. Two that just come to the top of my mind. I don't know. Let's just say uh, John Travolta and Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's back. So after we complete our great escape and end up at this Waffle House at the same time as the surgeon, John Travolta and Nicholas Cage, you should see where this is going. We're going to have a face. Oh. In which the surgeon is going to recreate the fucking plot of Face Off. But now we're going to talk about what happens at the Waffle House and why we're there. The Benner, take it away. Absolutely. Um, so, like Stochi said, um, we're setting up a fake casting call for a fake movie. Nikki Cage, John Travolta, they show up. We tell them, hey, guys. This is kind of like similar to Clerks, except you work at Waffle House and it's going to be a little dr more dramatic. It's going to be a focus on, on the working man, you know. And so behind the counter, you got Nikki Cage, you got John Travolta. They're doing all the work. And if you have been to a Waffle House, the people that work there, they don't leave. They okay. just they just work. They live they, there. They live there. They work themselves to the bone into pure exhaustion. And that's what we're going to do to Nikki Cage and John DeVolta. And we're like, guys, to make this audition real, to get the full thing, we're going to audition the full movie. Three days at Waffle House. Just keep making food. We'll feed it to the crew. Just keep what you're doing. They're both method actors. They're both method actors, so you know they're going to dive right into this. Okay? So what they don't know is in the back room, we got the surgeon tied to a chair. You know, yeah, we blackmailed him, but he's still a little resistant. So, how do we force him? We keep feeding him the waffles. We keep feeding him the bacon. We keep feeding him the pork sausages, man. And if Waffle House food, it ain't good. It's pretty bad. People, no one pays attention to the crime at Waffle House because no one goes there. No one goes there for a decent meal. The only ones that go there are the ones that just need to do a little illegal stuff because they're not even eating the food. Okay. So we're just going to keep stuffing and stuffing and stuffing him with food. Three days worth of food. It's going to keep coming. He's vomiting. He's sick. He can't take it anymore. The actors finally pass out. Surgeon's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Just no more waffles. And so, as Stochi said, he recreates the surgery and the techniques from Face Off. And it's like looking into a mirror, only not. <laughs> And so after all of that happens and the cops have set up a perimeter, they think we're gone. We're still in Newport News. We're walking around looking like Nicolas Cage and John Travolta from Face Off. It's John Travolta. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're at a 10. You need to bring it down to a five. We go to the IHOP and order a most righteous meal. The banner, what are you ordering? I order on the command of the Science Church of Scientology the <laughs> oven roasted chicken chicken dinner meal or turkey meal. But I want the side of mashed potatoes and gravy. I want those slapped on top of some chocolate chocolate chip pancakes with the syrup as well. It's L. Ron Hubbard's favorite, and you know he makes me L. Ron Hubbard makes me happy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and now the real Nicky Cage is going to have himself some New York cheesecake pancakes, as well as an order of chicken fried steak, as well as another order of biscuits and gravy. And then outside of this most excellent IHOP, we're going to announce Face Off 2. Ready for the big ride! And that is how you go from being dumbasses going to right to a Waffle House to becoming international superstars. Let's fucking go. Oh, and our faces are actually sewn back onto the real Nikki Cage and John Travolta. So escape card done. So um, after all that, I need a drink. But coming up. <laughs> We have the Alex Moran Player of the Week nominees. You're listening to Plash Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding, and thankfully not this shit. Follow us on social medias at Plastic Pod. Stay tuned. One more break to go, but when we come back, the gang runs through their Alex Moran Player of the Week nominations. You're not going to want to miss it. Stay tuned for more Plaster Negotiations. Welcome back to Plash Negotiations after an extended break. Um, I've been we doing thank this you for, the whole time. <laughs> we thank you for joining us. Yeah, Stokes' arms are getting tired. He's finally glad that I started talking. Um, each week, we ask our panelists to find what we call the Alex Moran Player of the Week. The criteria is simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life, the true backup life, all of the glory, and none of the work. Stokesy, you're up. Who is your nomination for Alex Moran Player of the Week? Well, this will be somebody that everybody knows. Um, Tim Noaksmith of Australia. What? Not not ringing a bell? Nobody knows? Nobody knows? No. Nobody knows? Okay. Uh, so uh, Tim Noaksmith is uh, owner of an Australian startup called Val. On Tuesday of this week, uh, good old Timmy um, revealed at this uh, basically technology trade show type thing a meatball of lab-grown cultured meat. Well, that's actually nothing really new, but what made it unique was that it was a fucking woolly mammoth meatball. A woolly mammoth meatball. So, Tim Noaksmith, because you, for some reason, like meatballs that much, that you went out and made a woolly mammoth meatball... You're my nomination for the t- for the Alex Moran Player of the Week. Very, very solid. Um, Canadian Ryan. Oh man. Well, I got a not necessarily a single person, but a team. And this team, outside of their two players. I think you guys might know because we've been talking about baseball. The Los Angeles Angels. Mm. <laughs> oh, but they have no glory. <laughs> but you mean that you mean the I Oakland think, Athletics bitch? Uh, I think Angeles all Angels? these. <laughs> I think all these guys, especially Anthony Rendon, collecting paychecks to have two players carry them to eighty wins, despite the fact that they're two of the greatest ever. Is a little absurd, and you know what? Last night's game, you know, have any of you guys ever seen the tweet where it's like every time I see an LA Angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hits three home runs 
And Shohei Otani does something that hasn't been done since Tungsten Armo Doyle of the 1921 oh, Akron Grooms Room. As you know, as what the Angels a name fall, drop. <laughs> it's <laughs> literally a tweet. Um, as the Angels fall nine to three to the Detroit <laughs> Tigers. <laughs> and last night's game couldn't signify the LA Angels and their Tungsten Armo Doyleness more than the fact that Shohei Otani pitched, you know, a 10 strikeout game. You know, Ely, like he's top of the top, man. Like he's one of the best athletes ever. Mike Trout, you know, he does this thing. He didn't get any home runs, but, you know, he's getting on base. Oh, shit. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are on base. No outs. Would you like to guess the results, guys, before I say it? <laughs> Two men stranded, no runs. Yeah. Three consecutive outs. What were they all strikeouts? No, they're all like uh, I think one of them was my man strikeout, but there there was flyouts <laughs> and shit. I like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and one of them, one of them was Anthony Rendon, who's stealing money from the Angels organization at this point. <laughs> like, holy Christ. shit. <laughs> like That's... out at spring training, he was one of the people that they were um really showing a lot of too. Like every other poster was Rendon, Rendon, Rendon. It's like you guys are m- missing the mark on this one pretty bad. Pretty yeah. bad. So though it's and guess what? Shohei Itani came in with the lead. The Angels bullpen comes in. They choke it. And the Angels lose. So our you know, the Los Angeles fighting Tungsten Armo Doyles. <laughs> lose to the lowly, I'm sorry, Caleb, lowly Oakland Athletics. Primetime Oakland Athletics, okay? There's a reason they were the last game showed. They wanted to make sure this was the main event of opening day, and they they took out the two best players in baseball. You better put some respect on these goddamn fighting Oakland Athletics. <laughs> okay, No, they, 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 they just wanted the kids to go to bed. That's why. <laughs> they just beat a team that's even Yeah, because the Oakland Athletics were going to put a Goddamn bitch slap on the Los Angeles Angels. <laughs> Go athletics. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> uh, Ryan, if you if you didn't know this already, uh, that that rant was amazing, and I love you for it. Canadian, uh, not Canadian, Ryan Benner. <laughs> yeah, now I'm getting tongue tied, motherfucker. Um, Benner, what's your uh, Alex Moran player of the week? Okay, <clears throat> trying to get through this. Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm taking a page out of uh, Dragon Wrangler's uh, book. As I got two, um, one I felt like well, I got a big one that like, I love, and then one that's kind of minor. Uh, the minor one is the Tampa Bay Rays because you put up a banner for a wild card appearance that you got swept in. <laughs> that's real indianapolis colts energy right there like Tampa, it's like the most pathetic banner ever and it's like we made the wild card in 2022 you got sweat <laughs> what are you doing what are you Why remember that, that time we were almost good <laughs> even the rockies don't do that <laughs> yeah because they don't make the wild card we yeah. finished fourth in the division <laughs> fourth Still. place fourth place Still you guys gonna compete the for the uh fucking flint michigan mega bowl this year 
<laughs> oh yeah, we just gotta watch out for the water. Um, <laughs> okay, but yeah, uh, going on to my main one. You know, we always usually with this segment is always someone we're kind of mocking, making fun of. I got a guy here that he revealed on Monday that he's been kind of the backup um, of his entire baseball career because he doesn't want to be about him. And that is Sergio Romo, who just recently ended his career with the San Francisco Giants. Um, On Monday, Sergio revealed that throughout his entire career, he's had little kids sign his hat for him. And he wore it every every single game. The man took a back up to being a professional baseball star and realized that those kids are the, what the game is all about and their love and their passion and the innocence and he made it about them. Sergio, you chose to be a backup, but you chose to be an honorable backup, man. Solid job. Have a have a nice retirement. Yeah, that was awesome. All right. So my Alex Marin player of the week, Ryan brought this up to me um uh, yesterday as we were uh, following along opening day. Um, the Nationals have uh, two pitchers that are collecting uh, total albatrosses of contracts, and I'd like to highlight one of them. Steven Strasburg. Playing for a dog shit team, making $35 million until 2026. Hell yeah. That, I mean, you don't even have to try. The Nationals aren't going to be good. Why should you be the one player that's going to be great for them? And Steven Strasburg, not that, not that great anymore. He's collecting the paycheck. He's old, on man. The mound. You know, He's injured. However old he is, he ended up in the hospital bed. Maybe he's faking that injury. But Steven Strasburg, <laughs> making $35 million a year for the next three, four seasons. Have yourself a fucking contract, man. That's, that <laughs> is one of the greatest. That round of applause. Not as great as Sergio Romo or the Los Angeles Angels or uh, the Woolly Mammoth Meatball, but it certainly is a uh, A-M-P-O-T-W worthy shout-out. But with that, any um, any final thoughts before we uh, farewell our fantastic audience? Anybody want to go? No. Or... No, I, I... Okay. Oh, okay. You go, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, then, I was going to say. <laughs> I was gonna say anyone that you know steals money from million or billionaires that doesn't fuck over my favorite team is a king to me. So Strasburg, tip of the cap to you, buddy. You had an incredible World Series run and you cashed out, and now oh my elbow hurts, and now you're just cashing paychecks and just sitting on your couch. Salute to a king. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cashing paychecks. Dick Bunford, can you just take the paycheck and let someone else have the Rockies, man? <laughs> I'm begging you. Benner's to the point where if the owner of Chuck E. Cheese came and tried to buy it, he'd be like, animatronic rats at the rock pile were good. <laughs> that actually would be awesome. <laughs> just so with that. We thank you for joining us on this rendition of Plaster Negotiations. And again, nothing we said was legally binding. Thank Except for the animatronic rats at the rock pile. That shit has to happen. Oh, Rockies. As always, 21 means 21, and I can proudly say that I'm a member of that club. Designated driver. We no longer need a designated debater anymore. 
drink responsibly, and above all else, Stokes, you want to tell the people? Be good people. On behalf of a medically induced Dr. Mike Stokes. Earl Grey tea, hot. Ryan Benner. And um, hopefully a uh, this isn't the last time we see Canadian Ryan on the big leagues. But Canadian Ryan, thank you for joining us today. Thank Hope you. To see guys you back soon. Uh, I've been handsome backup quarterback, backup host, Caleb McChesney. We will see you all next time. We appreciate you tuning in for this week's rendition of Plaster Negotiations. And again, nothing that was said was legally binding. We look forward to seeing you all again next week. Follow us on the social medias and we'll talk to you soon.